0: Now, good morning, Fanulift. How are you?
1: Good morning. How well, are you? It's lovely to be inside where it's warm. Do
0: you think it's warm in here? Be honest now. Do you think it's I warm in here? I do,
1: actually, yes. But well, see, compared with outside.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you see, I, I know, I've done a bit of acting in my time, not very well, and a few musicals in my time. And I know that actors spend a lot of their time in very cold hallway, halls, school, yes. school halls, community halls, rehearsing plays. Yes. You don't rehearse in the glamour of the theatre, generally.
1: No, hardly ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you're in the middle of rehearsal at the moment.
1: We are, yes, we're re- rehearsing sive as you know and um, yes and we're rehearsing in the uh, cricket club in Rathmines and i think somebody talked about uh, bringing in a heater and, and everybody's face lit up. Oh, yes, please, bring it in immediately. <laughs>
0: That's the glamour of, yes, it, all, the of glamour, it all. Yes, the glamour, yes. It's a wonderful play. I've seen uh, two productions of it. I've seen it. it's a very popular production for local drama groups as well. Yes, I think so I
1: understand. I saw it in the Abbey in uh, 1985, I think. And Mary Keane, whose role I have now taken on, um, was wonderful wonderful
0: it's an extra andrew Druid had a, a production a number of years ago which was what gary hines uh, directed which was also a wonderful production and music became an emphasis and tommy tiernan was in it it's quite a versatile play in terms of interpretation i know your 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 fellow cast members as well spoke about the the play and the 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 young actor who plays sive mm-hmm. as well she spoke about being mixed race and how that mm-hmm. brings something slightly different to the to the staging as well
1: no, it's interesting because uh, it'll bring out. I'm sure. I, I hope it will bring out uh, all of the feelings of uh, racism within the audience, and you know, uh, it's bound to.
0: The part you play, the part of, of Nan, it's 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 a very it's a pivotal role within the within the play itself. Do you, for people who haven't seen the play, you might just give us a little synopsis of that part, and maybe of, of the part you play
1: well nana is the only friend that uh, the girl has in the family and she uh, sides with her and when she discovers that uh, in fact she has, uh, an arranged marriage has been uh, marriage has been arranged with a matchmaker to uh, to marry her off to uh, to a very much older man i mean a man who as they say is closer to the grave than he is to life and so uh, Nana is the only friend she has and tries to prevent that and tries to appeal to other members of the family, to her son, to do something about it.
0: The other female character within the the family as such, Mina, uh, your relationship with her is, is again... I think there's a great contrast between your relationship with Sive and your relationship with Mina. You're you're very mean to her.
1: Well, no, she's very mean to me. (laughs) That's why they call her Mina. (laughs) Um, I I actually think that uh, John B. probably didn't like women very much, you know, because uh, Mina is written, Mina's role is written with such savagery and uh, necessary for the play, but written with such savagery that I think, good God, I mean, did he actually know someone who was like that? And, uh, and Nana also, Nana can hold her own. And uh, she's very much more experienced with the put down, you know, and exercises it.
0: Uh, Norma Sheen, who plays uh, Mina, she's a wonderful actor. Oh, as she's well.
1: marvellous. She's absolutely marvellous in the, in the piece, Yes
0: and and the director Andrew talked about uh, when when the actors come to speed because he was he was talking about maybe cutting out some of the long monologues and changing things slightly as well but he said he realized in rehearsal these monologues these they're not really monologues they're this the, it trips off the tongue of the actors yes, this, this particular yes. cadence and rhythm yes
1: yes uh, she's fabulous and uh, and and he, we have made a few little cuts here and there in the play and, uh, and that's just to help the tempo and move it along. And also, I think it gets somewhat repetitive. So, uh, Andrew has been wonderful about that, spotting a, a repetition and moving in to, you know, cut it out before it can spread. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Have, have you been in John B's work before?
1: No, I haven't. And uh, it's a great privilege. I I had the flu when I got here. And so I missed two weeks of rehearsal and I missed. They all made a trip down to um, uh, Listole and met the family and met Joanna, who has uh, edited and uh, taken care of the uh, publication of the, the play. And um, I, so I missed all of that. And so I'm now madly trying to catch up on my Kerry accent. <laughs> <laughs> where do
0: you find the inspiration for that?
1: Oh, well, I didn't find inspiration. I just found mimics. <laughs> so I I actually found a neighbour of mine in uh, Anacora, where I live in Wicklow. And she is from Kerry and she very kindly um recorded all my lines for me and then I found a wonderful actress called Norette who uh, is uh, has has she's from Kerry and so she she read the lines with me and it was wonderful great. Are you good Mimic? Um, I'm not so sure about being a mimic. I'm, I, I think, I think there are certain things, for instance, that I noticed. I've got a friend from, uh, a friend who was, who lived in Palm Springs, who was, is from Kerry. And she, uh, I noticed that she couldn't say the war, a word, a word with T in it without putting an H after it. So that water became water, you know, water and, uh, and, 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 and there's something wonderful about that. So now I try and say, you know, when I ask for a glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, it's very rich. I mean, the whole thing, the, 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 the rhythm of the language in it is very rich.
0: And the characters I, I, the characters are still identifiable, I think, in, in today's society. And that, that I mean, the, the, the premise of the play essentially is the sale. Mm-hmm. of a young girl to this older man and the interplay between the family and the pressure from the matchmaker et cetera. I don't want to give away too much yes. and, and the ending it's, there's quite a, a tragedy to it as well Oh yes, and, and Shakespearean actually kind yes. of uh,
1: Greek actually oh Greek <laughs> I mean goes back further than Shakespeare but I think that it, what you say is true that the, there is it, the fact that I mean the whole thing depends upon the money it's the money the money that's being exchanged Buying this young girl, essentially. And uh, that's that takes place today, I'm sure, in one guise or another.
0: Yeah, but this, this poor girl who's born, to use the phrase that's used in the play, out of wedlock. It's a, 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 a source of great shame to the family. And as I say in this prediction with Chade, she talked about the fact that she's mixed race as well. That that, that element is amplified even more within within this production.
1: Hmm. Yes, very much so.
0: What tempts you to come back all the time? Because we, we don't see you all the time, but you have a house in Wicklow as well. But getting you back here from the sunny L.A.
1: Well, I've I've moved back. Um, uh, I, I could not. Be, I mean, I have. I'm blessed with uh, be having a dual citizenship so I can still work in the U.S. and live there if I want to. And I do vote there. Um, but I think the writing's on the wall and things are very grim there right now so i uh, I moved back to Wicklow.
0: I'm sure you were watching the uh, Iowa caucus. Uh. Uh,
1: well I, I'm not uh, an American Republican, so I didn't watch it, but it was absolutely predictable that uh, Donald Trump would triumph and uh, come through it. Um, uh, what i'm what I'm most uh, caught up about is that uh, the current president um, has you know uh, unequivocally given his support to the Israelis and in this war, and uh, it's dreadful. It's dreadful. There are over twenty five thousand people now killed in this war in Gaza, and uh, I just can't. Uh, I can't uh, support that.
0: You've you've never been shy about speaking out about. Political issues, whether they be at home or, or or abroad within the United States, but you mentioned you mentioned fear there in the United States, and, and that's one of the things that brought you home.
1: Very much so. I think that uh, I think it's going down the tubes. I mean, there the whole emphasis on is on money, 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 and you cannot sustain a whole nation, the idea of a nation, with uh, with the emphasis simply on profit. And um, I mean, history has proven that, and it, it'll work for a while. But then it it stops working, and it is usually the poor who suffer. It is usually women and children who suffer, as is being, as is happening now in uh, in Gaza.
0: You were happy there for a long time, and you lived in LA. Which and I've only been to LA once, and I saw some some things I never expected to see we're seeing some of it in Ireland now where people live on the streets. Indeed. That must have been difficult to see.
1: Oh, awful to see. Awful and and shocking and uh, uh, when you say I was happy there, I was I was uh, my career flourished there, that's for sure. And and so that was I'm always happier when I'm working and um so so that was you know fine for me but uh, and the fact that i could travel and and basically one of the main reasons for me to be here to move back to wicklow is that most of my work for the last year and a half two years with the exception of a broadway play i did but most of it has been in europe and has been here in ireland there's there are i've got two films waiting to come out one is uh, an irish film um called uh, Four Mothers and uh, another one is uh, uh, a Belgian film, well it's made in Belgium and uh, very very funny and uh, so that's waiting to happen waiting to come out and then they just released uh, uh, the the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes which is the prequel to The Hunger Games and I'm in the first ten minutes of that (laughs) (laughs) and uh, (laughs) <laughs> and that I enjoyed very much, you know. Um, and that was a fabulous thing to do. We, we we shot it in the old studio outside Berlin, which is where Leni Riffenstahl made all of her films. And one of the drivers pointed out to me, he said, you see that office on the second floor? It's a very, very old uh, situation. He. I said, yes. He said, that's where Dr. Goebbels had his offices, <laughs> So it's the whole place like reeks of history, yes. you know, and uh, even though I would never be a supporter of Dr. Goebbels, but it was fascinating to to know that we were actually working in the same building, in the same place, where uh, particularly Lenny Riffenstahl, who was, you know, too bad that she was an, the Nazi's pet, but um, where she was a fantastic filmmaker.
0: And director, yes, she was, mm-hmm. yeah when you walk down the streets of Berlin and I had a, wa- a walking tour which I'd encourage anybody to do if they're able to walk well is to go on the walking tour and the guide who was German said the cobblestones you're standing on are the cobblestones that were here in 1939 in 1940, 41, uh-huh. as, as those parades and he had the picture he has carried a book a laminated book with him and he opened, and this, we were standing on the street. So you're living; you're, you're right in the middle of history, and so that's why I'm. Yes,
1: what you mean. oh yes, it's it's a it's fascinating. Mm-hmm.
0: You, you you talk about the Hunger Games, which I, you kind of trips off your tongue a little bit. That's huge. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you talked
0: about. Uh, I just went back and did a Broadway play. That's huge. <laughs> 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 you've made four films in the last. I, I you know I, you know in, in your career, and and I say your career in the present tense. You've always. You've never been stuck in one particular idiom or genre. You, you'll theatre, film, TV. It's it's Emmy Award season now. Yes, and you are an Emmy winner.
1: Y- yes, oh yes, that's right. <laughs> that,
0: oh, I just forgot that.
1: <laughs> well, yes, I do have the statuette to prove it. Would <laughs> you like a little drink of water there? Excuse me.
0: Rich Man Poor Man is something that that's what you want the, the Emmy for. But Rich Man Poor Man, particularly, it was shown on RTE back in the in the seventies and eighties. Um, it was huge. It was one of those yes. big, big miniseries, mm-hmm. huge miniseries. Roots was the other one that ran that ran around that kind of uh, era.
1: Rich Man Poor Man came first. It was it was modelled as it were on um, Upstairs Downstairs, which was the first long form. Um, Series oh. that was done on uh, certainly on American television, and then the uh, the original, um, Rich Man Poor Man, was done,
0: it, it, and a wonderful cast. Peter Strauss was was uh, one of the cast there. Peter as well.
1: Strauss and uh, Nick Nolte, very young Nick's Nick career. Nolte, yes. yeah, uh, yes, indeed, very handsome Nick Nolte and Peter Strauss. very oh handsome. yes, he was, and <laughs> was <laughs> is. He I mean, is. He's, he's got a peculiar. He had a peculiar face, you know, and a wonderful shock of blonde hair.
0: I <laughs> we, we watched we, we watched the Emmys and the highlights of the Emmys, and the other it's award season in the United States. Mm-hmm. We watched some of them, um, a huge glamorous affair with the red carpet. What do you remember your visit to the Emmys?
1: Um, I <laughs> actually i I do remember because the man who handed me my Emmy um, mispronounced my name, and so. I thought that they should have given him lessons in how to say Fenula Flanagan, you know, but uh, then I sort of took it upon myself to say, <clears throat> it's Fenula Flanagan, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, please, it was, uh, it was funny. It was a funny evening and... Um, yeah,
0: at, 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 um, award ceremonies, and I think those kind of award ceremonies, probably at that time, was a great reason to get together with, with friends from the the business, who all assembled on the night.
1: Yes, well, actually, th- there weren't very many Irish friends at that time in, uh, certainly not in uh, Los Angeles, and uh, it prior to, um, let's see, what was it? It was. Uh, uh, well, he went to jail. I've forgotten his name, even though I did two pictures for him. Um, anyway, yeah. p- prior to uh, Miramax. Yeah. Miramax is what brought um, uh, European actors into Los Angeles to play in American films. Prior to that, you hardly ever saw uh, a European face uh, and you certainly didn't see any non-white faces in in American films. And so, and even when I came along, it was very difficult. It was very, very difficult to break into a, a, a American actors either did film or they did TV. Nobody did both, you know. And uh, so I was the exception pro- that proved the rule.
0: But you, but you you had to break yourself into... Uh, Oh yes I mean yes indeed But you literally had to write your own play star in your own play (laughs) and then make a film of it
1: (laughs) That's true and that's another long story for another time (laughs) (laughs) But as I
0: say those career choices you you were are one of the actors who do both you do TV now TV has become because of streaming and Netflix Mm -hmm. etc and the other streamers have become big business now and we see film stars in TV all the time but it was unusual to appear in a film and the next year do a TV programme it was looked down on in some ways
1: oh completely and also it's the long form that changed that you know uh, the long form of television that is much more like a movie and so and sometimes is, is brought out as a movie and uh, more and more so so that changed everything
0: I'm getting the impression that you probably have uh, another 55 projects ready to go and scripts this high piled on the table at all
1: actually no I don't um No, somebody people send me things that uh, they say, "This is a wonderful book, and why don't you adopt it and adapt it into a a project for yourself?" I said, "Well, why don't you you do that?" (laughs) The amount of work that that's like ten years of your life that goes into adapting a book. At least when I did James Joyce's Women, that was it took ten years before I could actually get it on paper and in a form that I could work with it on stage. But uh, that's what people mostly send me, are tomes, huge tomes.
0: (laughs) uh, Worthy projects.
1: 5,000 pages. (laughs) Why don't you change this into a a production?
0: Why don't you? (laughs) Why don't you? Just fire it straight back at you. There's a a little text in, if you don't mind me reading it. Uh, We live in Ockram in County Wicklow, dear Fenula. She's so gifted, but also a lovely lady. And we have our tickets ready for Sive, and that's from Pete and Barry. And we grew up in Rathmines and we used to do ballroom dancing in the cricket club. <laughs> so it's the ballroom of romance as well. We've seen... Uh, yes,
1: it is. <laughs> uh, speaking of same, the, the ballroom of romance was written up in, uh, I think it was in the Independent newspaper recently, fairly recently. And the building is so sad. It stands there in the middle of literally nowhere in uh, in Mayo, I think it is. And uh, that's where they shot it. That's right. And that's where the, the actual story takes place.
0: Um, can, I, can I ask you, if you don't mind, and you don't have to tell, Quintal, but just your, your family, are, are the, the boys, etc., the grandchildren, great-grandchildren, are, are you missing them? Do they come over regularly? Well,
1: you know, I bought this house in Wicklow thinking that they would all flock here on their uh, summer holidays, but they all tend, because they live in Los Angeles, they all tend to go to Hawaii for their holidays. <laughs> and I think... Why? I hate Hawaii. You know, how, how can you go there when there's anacara And uh, so, anyway, they have all been here at some point. I have uh, I have three um, – grand- I have four grandchildren and I have uh, five great-grandchildren. Five? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The eldest is uh, – Mason is 12 and uh, uh, Cove is 10. And the only one who's called after anybody in the family is little (laughs) Finn, Fanula, and uh, she's just seven.
0: Ah, and do they get to see you on the screen?
1: Oh, they do, yes. Um, They're not a bit impressed, you know, they just think that that's the way it should be, which I agree with.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just, I'll I'll let you go in a sec, because you've been very kind and you've stayed with us for a long time as well. Um, When I said that you were coming in to a friend of mine last night, he said, do you know that's Data's mother?
1: Yes, it's true. <laughs> I am Data's mom. You are data's
0: mom. <laughs> <laughs> so for those who aren't st- uh, Trekkies,
1: this is—it's
0: huge. I mean, the Trek, the Star—an uh, actor and a surname nameless had a very small part in Star Wars, an English actor, and he has lived off going to conventions yes. for, for his entire life. Yes. Odd play. I, then... I
1: have not done that, but I've been encouraged to do it. And I said, well, what do I have to do? They said, you don't have to do anything. You just stand there and they all look at you. I thought, and they'll pay me for that? It's
0: mean, a bit similar to being on stage, but you don't have to speak and you don't have to learn any lines. And there's a picture of Data
1: beside you. And even the actor who played Data might even be there with you. Oh, he was wonderful. He was wonderful. Brent, uh, yeah, yeah. Wonderful, great actor. wonderful actor, Broadway actor. He did, uh, he did uh, Sundays in the Park with George. I mean, he's you <sighs> know he's sometimes. Yeah,
0: is he a singer? Um, Does he yes, sing he as well? Yes,
1: is a singer. And of course, in the in the um, uh, episode that we did, uh, one of the funny things was I don't even play the comb and. We had to I had to play the violin right and he had to play the, uh, the, the the flute flute yes and so we're meant to do a duet for the members of how they didn't la- pee themselves laughing I don't know. <laughs> Patrick Stewart was sitting there and I thought surely he's peeing and uh, so uh, the director said, I just need you to play I need you to play the uh, for the long shot. And I said okay, all right, and I I just left the uh, the words aside and I was just concentrating on learning this. I think it was the girl with the flaxen hair that uh, we played, and so then uh, I thought, oh my God, he's going to do the close up now, and everyone will see that I my finger movements are all wrong, and I don't know how to play the violin, and uh, and then the door opened and in walked two. They would be called uh, challenged people, but to me, they were dwarfs. Two dwarfs walked yeah, in, little people. Little people, and they were dressed exactly as we were. And the director said to me, "Put your hands behind your back," and I did. And so uh, the uh, the the young woman came up and she stood behind me and she put her arms through. She dressed exactly as we were dressed. Put her arms through um, where my arms were like that, and she and she took the violin and sight unseen. She She played, you know, the violin and the similarly for Brent, you know. And so all we had to do was look passionately at each other, mother and son reunited in space, you know. It is hysterical. It's probably the most work that they got that whole year.
0: Oh, mm. that's fabulous! Yeah. And, and people don't. And I, again, we could be here all day. And I apologise, but they don't realise you've, you've been in three <laughs> three parts of Star Trek. You're playing two different characters. That's like <laughs> right, I did. <laughs> but it must. And I know other actors. It's you, say, you must be sick of people talking to you about it. But I, I don't. I, I suspect when people come to you and say, "I saw you in Star Trek," "I saw you in Richmond, poor man, it, it's quite nice.
1: Oh, yes. Well, we do it for the audience, you know, and uh, if people recognize you in the street and they say, I just want to say I like your work or I liked you in Star Trek or whatever. And the best fun ever was uh, I was working in Providence, Rhode Island, and and I was I was doing a, a series there. TV series there and a few years ago and there was a group of I was told not to go down that street because there were hooligans there my mother would have called them hooligans and uh, so there was a group of young men they were probably like aged 14 to 17 on one corner and uh, so I'm walking along and the uh, studio person is walking beside me and she's saying I hope you won't come down this street on your own and And at that moment, one of the guys on the far kitty corner from me said, yo, there's my mama. (laughs) (laughs) And so they rushed over and they, you know, they wanted an (laughs) autograph and wanted a photograph and all of that. And so that's what it's about. You know, you bring joy to people.
0: Before I let you go, I just want to read something that's been sent in. Uh, Fanula's Molly Bloom Soliloquy is up there with the greatest of all time performances. Isn't that nice?
1: Thank you. And please tell
0: Fanula I loved seeing her guest appearance on Star Trek. Was always so proud when I saw her there from a Trekkie in Cork. Uh, Fanula was in The Others, of course, with Nicole Kidman, the scariest film I ever saw. Boom. She was was amazing. And one more. Hadn't a cliche that there was this connection to rich man, poor man, this Irish connection. I watched its first viewing in the UK in the 1970s. It launched Nick Nolte's career, basically a great story, brilliantly scripted, brilliantly acted. And I remember Fanula so fondly in it. Isn't that lovely? So, and there's there's about two hundred and fifty of those texts, by the way. <laughs> if you want to see Fanula in Sive, which is what we were here to talk about, yes, um, it's, it opens in the Gaiety on, uh, the Gaiety Theatre in Dublin on January twenty seventh, and it runs right through to the day before St Patrick's Day. It does. On March sixteenth. Fanula Flanagan, thank
1: you for coming into us. It's total pleasure. Really, thank really you. Really love seeing you. We'll take a break.